0: Hello and welcome back to episode, (laughs) welcome back to Up in the Clouds, Episode 9, Part 2. If you didn't listen to Part 1, I kind of just go into all my experiences with death and grief and all the people that I've lost. And about my like guardian angels, my relationships and my experiences with ghosts and stuff. So it's really interesting. If you want to listen, tap, go to watch episode one first. As I mentioned in episode one, I was going to do an entire episode for my best friend Abby who passed away. So yeah, let's get started. This is my third time trying to record this. So I'm going to try to keep it together (laughs) because the last few times have just been not the first time I just like couldn't even like finished recording the second time, my thoughts were just kind of like jumbled and scrambled. And so third time's um, a charm as they say. So let's get into it. Okay. So this video is an honor of my loving best friend, Abigail May Connor. May continue to rest in love and peace. And we all miss you and love you so much. So my friendship story with Abby starts back to, can you get your butt out of here? (laughs) Um, I met Abby in 2014 and we were um, instant friends. We, it was just like, it just clicked. Like, you know, you just meet people and you just like, you're like, yes, I wanna be friends with this person. That's just kind of how it was. It was just like instantly like a best friend, sister connection. And then she was dating somebody who lived in, who went to school in Whitewater. And so she would come here and visit every so often and come out and hang out. And um, yeah, just have a lot of good memories with her um, before we moved in together. And then we moved in together of tw- uh, fall of 2016. And um, yeah, cause she decided to come to Whitewater and we had a lot of fun. That first semester, it was like football season, so we'd go to the football games every Saturday and um, just like, you know, party and stuff, like what college kids do. And I would come home from classes on Thursday and she would like have like bloodies ready for us. And just like a lot of good memories that first semester. um, We lived with another girl, her name's Haley. like, you know how they say like living with your best friends can sometimes like ruin your relationship well it was like the opposite with them like um we just it was never like we didn't really fight and if it was it was like silly things like it wasn't like fighting or like didn't change our relationships at all if anything it just kind of brought all of us closer together um it gave Haley and abby a relationship because they didn't really know each other too well before um so yeah it was just like a really good experience and then winter break was when she had gone to mexico with her family and then was murdered so for those of you who don't know the story i'm gonna go into it as much as i can the past few times the reason why i've had to re-record is i get really worked up during this so i'm just gonna talk about as much as i physically can handle i'm going to link the journal sentinel article that talks about it In great detail because it's just so hard for me to like talk about and Hard to really go like super into just because it's not something that's I like to think about. It's not something that Is a good positive thing, but Abby deserves this so I'm gonna Channel every bit of strength and courage that I have to talk about as much as I can for her so They went, it. they went down to Mexico and it happened that the day they were there. So they were there for a few hours and then Abby ended up in the hospital. So she texted me and Haley around like 3, 3.30 our time. I don't know if time is different in Mexico. Um, and by 7.30 that same night, she had already been in the hospital, because that's when they were supposed to meet up with her parents. So they checked into their hotel. Austin and Abby went down by the pool. Their parents joined them shortly after. And then they were down there for a little bit and then they were like, okay, we are going to meet in the lobby at 7.30 for dinner. And then Austin and Abby stayed down by the pool. The last thing that Austin remembers is taking a shot with a group of people. And then he woke up in the hospital. He had a gash in his head, Abby had a broken collarbone and she technically died from drowning, is what they said. When they were resuscitating her at the scene, she was filming at the mouth, so that's pretty suspicious. Like that doesn't just happen from alcohol. And then they, um, she was in the Mexican hospital for a few days and they flight for life her to Florida and that's where they treated her there and that's when her, you know, that's where it ended there as well. Um, so obviously there's a lot of missing details. So that's something, you know, you know, um, for a while, there were a lot of rumors going around that she just got too drunk and drowned in, a, in the waist deep pool. She's 5'8", lived on a lake majority of her life. but So that one just didn't even make sense if you really knew her as a person. So I never believed that. And then for a while, it was the tea alcohol story, but it doesn't explain where her collarbone's broken, why Austin had a gash in his head. And, you know, even if it was just tainted alcohol, someone still gave that to her. So somebody's still responsible, you know? So I still tell people that she was murdered because that is the truth. After a few months, um, her story got a lot of publicity. It was all over. The news, it was all over Good Morning America, Journal Sentinel had posted a huge article that I'm gonna link for you guys that gives you more detailed timelines. And it was everywhere. Everywhere was covering it. It was really overwhelming. Really overwhelming at first because it was like I couldn't, it's not like, it's like you couldn't get away from it. It was just like, everyone was sharing it on Facebook. It was every time be some new video, some new article, and it was cool because it did bring a lot of stories. There were a lot of people who came forward with stories, similar experiences, and/or other experiences. Um, and she did bring out a lot, and um, you know, it did cause for them to go into hundreds of resorts, and a lot of resorts were busted for having tainted alcohol. So that was good so that other people won't get that tainted alcohol. And like I said, there's just a lot of missing information, a lot of missing you know, things from the story. And it's just like, it's just really sad because I feel like she, like I want to give her that justice. Like I want to get justice for her, but I don't even know how because because it's in another country, that makes it extremely difficult because the rules are different there, the laws are different there, the police are different. It's just completely different in Mexico than it is here. And I feel like that's what's the most frustrating part is that we just had the four year anniversary and there's nothing like it's, we're just at like a standstill basically with it. And it's just, like I said, very frustrating And yeah, I don't know how else to even describe it. There are some things that I can't really talk about because it's, there's still like stuff ongoing, but I just pray every day that something gets something, you know, whether that resort, honestly gets shut down, like I don't even care. Like something that no more people can get hurt, which I know is like probably a very naive thing to say, but I just don't want anyone else to have to go through what we've all been going through for the past four years. And yeah, I don't know what um, can really be done or yeah, it's, it sucks. That part of this, her story is just my least favorite to talk about, to tell. I don't, just because it's so frustrating. And there's so, like I said, so many missing details and I've just never just fully, I've never fully believed it was an accident even when that's what everyone was saying um, to me. And I had family members who were not very supportive during my griefing process who told me to get over it, that it was just a freak accident. And then when it went viral and it was all over the news, then everybody wanted to know, everybody wanted to be in the circle. Everyone wanted to know what I knew and I knew the whole time. And it was just pretty shitty. And I realized um, I didn't have a lot of good friends at the time um, at all, actually, I didn't have, the best support when it came to like the family side of it. And I've dealt with that and I've talked to them about it. And I've just kind of learned like when I'm going through things who I can lean on and who I can't. And I think that taught me a lot. And it taught me, you know, strength in a weird way. Um, yeah, so. Her story is very important. I will never ever say that she just died from tainted alcohol or she just died from drowning. I will always tell everyone that she was murdered because that's what happened. You know, malicious intent or not, that's what I believe. I believe that, this is a personal belief, I believe that they were being watched from the minute minute they got to the resort I believe that there was someone that was keeping tabs on them and as soon as their parents walked away went and got them because there was a very short timeline from where their parents left them at the pool um to when they were supposed to meet them in the lobby so there's just like a weird like yeah I don't know I just there's just I have a there's just so many things that I believe that I know that are right like I don't you know I just know that there's more to the story than is out there and I mean it's just maybe to other people would be speculation, but as you'll learn, I have a very deep connection with Abby and I still do to this day. So I don't, I feel like if I was wrong, she would let me know. (laughs) So going into that. So the first experience I had after Abby had passed away was, um, was like around her one month and Haley and I had been gone for the day. I had made some lunch and I was planning on eating when I got back. So I didn't put it in the fridge. I, For some reason, I put it in the microwave to keep it away from the cats. And when I came back, I heated it up and there was like a hair, like this probably sounds so gross, but once I tell you, explain more, you guys are gonna think it's really cool. So there was like a hair, like perfectly like placed, like, like perfectly on the noodles. Like it wasn't like mixed in, like it got in there when I was like cooking or something because there would have been like food on it. Okay. Like it was like, it was like perfectly placed like on top. And Haley and I both had, at the time, we had very, 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 very blonde hair. Um, and it was brown and it was curly. And it was long, which is, if anyone knows, that's literally Abby's hair. She had long curly brown hair. <laughs> and I, yeah, like I said, perfectly placed like on the top. And I just knew like in my intuition and in my gut that that had been her, that she had put that there. Um, like I said, other people could probably say that it was just a coincidence and, or it was there before, you know, like you can say whatever you want. Um, but I know what I believe and I believe that that was her. Um, the second thing, I would see these like, orbs in photos. I would take, I am obsessed with taking pictures of the clouds, hence where this name comes from. And the sky and stuff like that. So I would always like take pictures like while I was walking and stuff and there would be these orbs in my photos. And if it was sunny, they would be really intense. And then if it wasn't sunny, they would still be there, but just like not as intense, which yes, you could argue that that's from the sun, but on cloudy days, what are you gonna argue? You know. And it wasn't all the time. Like it wasn't, it was like every single photo. It was only when I was really sad and or thinking of her and or like trying to get a sign from her would they show up in my photos. And then I was seeing 1111 all the time or 111 um, constantly, which is, what I talked about a lot in my last episode, but I would see it everywhere. I would have to look at my phone. I would, you know, look at like a song and there'd be like one, I like 111. And there's like weird coincidences where I was noticing it enough, like all the time the second experience i had with her was i what we were moving out of the quilt place that's what we called it we lived above a quilt place and Haley had already moved out she'd already taken the cats i was my least didn't start as early as hers did so i was like slowly moving things and i had pretty much everything out except for like all these like little knickknacks where i have like a lot of little like dolphin knickknacks like things from like vacations and stuff. And I had these like all these shot glasses like in my room. And I remember while I was moving things, I was just really sad and just was like thinking of Abby because we were supposed to live together and I was moving to a place by myself. So I remember just being really sad and just like talking to her like, are you gonna come with me? even though I'm not gonna live here anymore, like at the quilt place, cause I thought we were only connect, like so connected because of me still being at the quilt place. And I was afraid that once I wasn't there anymore, that I was gonna lose her in a, cause I didn't know, you know, I don't, you know, and I just, I was running back and forth and I came back to pack up the rest of my little like knickknacks and stuff. And three, Shot glasses had been knocked over. And they were three that Abby had given to me. And the rest were upright. All the everything else was upright. It was just those three shot glasses were perfectly knocked over. And in that moment, I was like, I felt like that was like Claire. I felt like that was her being like, yes. Like being like, I'm still here. You know you can use whatever you want but i know what i believe and that's all that matters and i knew that was her sort of telling me like everything's gonna be okay my next experience with her was at summerfest we went to a concert i went with her brother and some of his friends and this one friend that was also friends with abby And basically like she would have been there and you know, she would have been at that concert with us like having a good time. And I just remember thinking that like pretty much the entire time. And there was like, so it was Big Sean, it was Migos, Big Sean and Future. So it was like in between a set and it was like after Migos and they were like switching the stage up for Big Sean to come on. And I was just like looking around at the crowd, you know, everyone's chit-chatting and talking with people. And um, so if you've been to the amphitheater at Summerfest, there's like the bar where you get like drinks and stuff. And then there's these like gates almost, but they look like poles kind of. And I remember I was like looking over there, like, cause my friends were at the bar and I was like looking for them. I didn't know which one they went to cause there was like three. And I was like looking around, looking around and I see this like girl, And it looks like she's standing on those like gate poles, the gate things. And cause she's like higher above everyone else. And I'm like looking, I'm looking, I'm like, oh my God, that girl looks just like Abby. And then I look again and I was like, that is Abby. I was like, what? And I'm like, I went to go get our friend's attention. I was like, Sam, Sam, look. And by the time I got his attention, she had been gone. And I was like in shock because I, like, and I didn't say anything to anyone. I don't even think I've told that story to anyone except for me, the mediums I've gone to. But I knew it was her, like I knew I'd saw her because she didn't look like the other people looked, like she was like radiant, I don't know, it was crazy. It was so crazy, but I knew that I had saw her. And then there was one night when I was, um, I used to bartend at like a bar downtown and I was walking to my car And I heard my name like very like loudly, like to the point where I was like, and the streets are empty. Like it's past bar time. There's nobody on the streets anymore, unless you went and got pizza, which is not even downtown at the time. It wasn't like there's, there is now, but at the time there wasn't any pizza places downtown. So I was like, that's really weird. And I like started walking like to where it was like coming from and it was, from the door that would go into our old apartment and i was like this has to be like this has to be her like this like this has to be her like it doesn't make any sense and then that's when i was like okay i need to go to a medium i feel like she i just like had this like weird feeling that she like really wanted to talk to me about something and the first time i tried to go she was not ready and then that second time when i was like hearing her more I was seeing her I was getting all these weird like one 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 I was like okay maybe now she's ready and when I you know had my pharmacist text his wife and was like okay what does this mean you know does this mean something does it have something to do with Abby does it not like am I just seeing these numbers is it just a coincidence and that's when she had me come and see her and then Abby was ready finally and Abby had actually visited her in her dreams the night before I came there and was like giving her all these pictures and stuff. And my experience, my first experience as a medium was really good. So as I talked about in the um, part one was my ex, abusive ex was there asking me for forgiveness um, cause he had a lot of karmic debt to go through before he could cross over. And I was one of the first people he needed to apologize to. And then Abby was there from the beginning and, but she just kind of let my ex like talk. And then, you know, she was like, um, one thing that when you go to a medium is they ask you a lot of like personal questions first because while you're answering those questions, either the spirit is putting it in their head to ask certain questions and or the spirit will respond to certain questions. So they'll just like, she was just like, would talk to me and then Abby would say something to ask to spark another question and or like answer the question for me so one of the first questions she had asked was do you like living alone and i said no and she goes because you were supposed to live with abby and i said yeah how did you know that and she said she just told me and i mean i said it like not <laughs> i feel like i sounded really sassy but i was just kind of like yeah like how did you know you know like that's how i responded really Um. And she said, yeah, Abby told me. And Abby said, you should find somebody um, to live with and that it's okay to, but make sure it's somebody that she likes. And in that first like moment, I, how, you can't mimic someone's personality. And that response that she had given me, I was like, you can't just make up. Like you can read, you can do all the research on somebody you want, how they died, like maybe, you know, but you're never gonna be able to mimic their personality and the responses that she was giving me from Abby, I just without a doubt in my mind knew it was her because you just, like I said, can't mimic that. You can't fake someone's, per- you can't get someone's personality from reading their death story. like or just reading comments about what people had to say about them, you just can't mimic the things that you, like I know how she would respond in that moment. And because I had been friends with her and I knew her, I lived with her, she was my best friend, like I would know how she would respond and that's like what I'm saying is the coolest part about it was that and you know I'd asked her if I really did see Abby if I was going crazy and she said no that really was her she had tried to get you to see her before and you've never noticed and that I start wearing my glasses more which is funny because I still don't (laughs) wear my glasses um when I go to the bars and stuff I'm just like blind pretty much the entire time so it's funny that Abby yells at me even when she's when she was a spirit and then i asked her like oh i've heard her like say my name before and it was like coming from our old apartment like was that her she said yes that was her um it was the same thing she tried to get me to like hear her before and i've never been able to um so yeah i thought that was really really cool just to have all those like confirmations um that made me feel like I was crazy and I couldn't talk about it with people. Like there were only certain people I felt comfortable talking about it to. And then it was happening, like things were happening so frequently and so often. I was to the point where I felt like I couldn't even tell uh, like those people that I thought I could tell like from the beginning, like I felt bad because I felt like I could tell that they were getting frustrated. They weren't getting anything from Abby. And so that's when I asked the medium, I was like, why am I the only one getting anything? Like people are, I'm like, I don't even talk about it anymore because I feel like people are frustrated with me because they're not getting anything and I'm getting all this stuff from her. And they were like, the medium said to me, because you have, you know, that gift, you're open, you're intuitive, you are looking for it. Like those people may think they're looking for it and they're open to it, but they necessarily weren't as open as they thought they were. Like their subconscious was still messing with them. Whereas I have had experiences with ghosts since I was younger. So I've always known, you know, I've always knew, I never have ever questioned it. So I knew that she was still very prominent. She was still very here, it was still very real. Whereas other people may have not had those experiences to open their mind to things like that, where they think they want it, but then they didn't. After the medium, the first time I went, I went home and was just crying. I gotten a lot of information from her. There was just like, it was just really overwhelming, like in a good way, like, and also just like in a hard way, just cause um, it was so very fresh. I still missed her so, like, I, I, I still miss her all the time. But like I said, it was just very different at that time. And I came home and I was just crying and I was just talking to her and the, and she, It was like somebody had walked right up to my ear and was like, I miss you too. And I literally sat up and was just like, started crying even more, but I was just really like, you know, now that I think about it, I'm really grateful and thankful I had those experiences because I feel like it's built this relationship that I'm still able to have with her and still able to connect with her in a way that, um, most people aren't. So it's just really a blessing. And I feel like all these experiences that I had with her really kind of opened that up for me. So I used to see dragonflies all the time. Um, dragonflies used to like land on my window and stuff. And when we were putting Abby's ashes, there was like a dragonfly that was like following us around by her grandparents' lake and stuff. And like on the boat, it was by us. And then on the hammock, it was by us. And we were sitting down by the pier. There was one that kept like coming by us. and. Um, If you don't know, dragonflies, butterflies, and cardinals are like the three, like spirits can decide whatever they want to, you know, embody, which is a really cool thing to kind of read about. They can use animals as signals and dragonflies and butterflies and cardinals are the big ones that we see in the spirit world that they use. And, um, and like a dragonfly would appear in my window on like the times that I'd be talking to her. So that was like, what's the weird coincidence um, that would entail. And um, there was one time actually, this is the only time I've ever physically felt her besides like her talking in my ear was I had decided to take a nap. <laughs> Um, I accidentally fell asleep and didn't set an alarm and I was supposed to like go to work. I like fell asleep after class one time and I had like it time in between before I had to go to work and stuff and I must've fell asleep and didn't set an alarm and it literally felt like someone was like shaking me to wake up and I, that could be argued that was either my subconscious or it was her I believe it was her because I felt it. Like it wasn't just like a dream, like when you like think you, like when you think you fall. I don't know, it was just really weird. So that was like the one time I've like physically felt her like touch me, which is really cool. Um, The past two years or so, I get these really weird sensations like on the middle of my back that I didn't know if something was wrong with me or if it was like Abby. And when I had messaged my medium that about it, she had said that 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 is Abby and that's her letting me know like when she's with me. Cause it usually happens like when I'm like anxious about something or I'm like thinking about something or I'm sad or if I'm really overwhelmed at work, it'll happen, which I think is really cute because I think she's just trying to like, be like, you're good, you're good. Yeah, so that's really cool that that I get like that weird like sensation. Um, there was one time I was walking to class and this butterfly had landed like perfectly on these flowers. Like I was about to take pictures of these flowers. Something cool my campus does is they really really deck out the campus um, in like flowers and stuff, and they make it look all pretty. And I was about to take pictures of the flowers and this butterfly lands like perfectly before I even snapped the picture. And I was like, oh my God, like that's really cool. So I obviously took a picture of it. And my friend message who was also friends with Abby responded to the story and was like, that's Abby. I was running with my mom yesterday and this butterfly was like following us and like would not leave us alone. And I just like knew in my gut it was her. And it was the same looking like type of butterfly. And I immediately started crying because I thought that was so beautiful, like, that she had connected with not just me, but, like, our other friend, like, the day or two before that. And it was just really a really cool experience. Um, The second medium person that I had gone to for Abby was by accident. So it was, like, a really weird, like, warm day in February. And I felt really cute. I you know, it had been the first time in a while that I felt cute and I messaged my friend and I was like, will you please take pictures of me? We have like this like alley downtown, with like a beautiful mural and like really cool brick. And I was like, will you please take pictures of me? Like, I'm feeling really cute and I want to post something on Instagram. And she was like, oh my God, yes, of course. And she's like, I just have to do something first. So I went with her to go drop off stuff to her ex-boyfriend and the girl was with us, her name's Chelsea. And after we had gotten done with the photo shoot and stuff, she's like, okay, I don't wanna like freak you out, but there's a spirit here who really, 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 really wants me to talk like with you. Uh, And so we did like, we staged like Emma's apartment and like, we had like a little like thing and we were talking to her. And that's where I found out some information um, regarding her, you know, passing that um, wasn't in the news that most people don't know, and that's why I firmly have solidly believe that there were like a third party involved and that they, there was definitely more to the story that we know because obviously there's a lot of missing information and the resort not being cooperative with, you know, and stuff. And that was like, I found out a lot of information from that day um, about everything. And that was really cool because that day really connected her to chelsea and now um whenever i am pushing her out and or she's like really trying to get my attention with something she'll like use chelsea to like really like get it get my attention because i'm like pushing her away or whatever um because i went through a period where it was like i didn't i was i was so frustrated that i could, like couldn't have her here physically that I didn't even want to have a relationship with her even in the metaphysical, but now I am very grateful for it. Um, so it's really cool because she's really connected with me through Chelsea and Chelsea has taught me a lot of things about, you know, stuff, like just like spiritual stuff and like talking to her and our relationship and stuff. And that's what I'm like, I feel like Abby has brought a lot of people like into my life in really cool ways really weird ways like meeting people at the right time being in the right place at the right time meeting something as silly as like boys i feel like she'll bring like certain boys like into my life too when i need to like if i you know whatever (laughs) um but like specifically friends i feel like she is really good like i feel like i've met a lot of people um in really weird circumstances. And I feel like she is like doing some string work up there to like align things for me and then like bring people into my life. And it's just really cool. It's really cool to have that. Um, I feel very blessed. Um, so with that, I am able to kind of talk to her whenever I want, which is a blessing and a curse because sometimes she'll talk to me at, times that I feel like goofy, like talking back to her. Um, she's very prominent in my life. She's very real. She's very there. Um, she's very vocal on um, that something. Um, she definitely lets me know, like when I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing and, or if I should be doing something that she wants me to do. So it's definitely, like I said, it's really cool to have that guidance, to have that experience, to have, that, um, and yeah, I take it as a blessing for sure. I wish that, um, that she could have justice. I wish that there is more that I could do personally. And I pray that one day that it comes, you know, that's my biggest thing. But yeah, she does little things like, we'll move things in place. Like when I'm looking for, she also does this a lot. Like when I'm looking for something, I swear to God, she like puts it in places or she'll like direct me to it. Like if I'm trying to find something like <laughs> like my glasses, I'll be like, where did I put them? I can't remember. And I'm like looking, looking, looking. And then I'll just randomly be like, oh, I should check here and then they'll be there. So I feel like that's like, that's like her a lot of the times. Two, which is something that's really cool. Whenever I'm in, like, a rut or, you know, thinking, I, I just, like, ask her for advice, and she's usually pretty good at, um, giving it to me very quickly. Um, what's, it's just cool, because they're always with you, um, which is something that is, you know, amazing. It's, unlike anything, you know, I don't know, I, yeah. I miss her physically. I miss her here physically. I miss being able to make new memories with her. I miss something as little as like taking, like, you know, something that as we're getting on four years is obviously I look a lot different than, you know, when I was friends with her. And she was alive four years ago. So it's like no updated like pictures or memories. And it's some like, just like humanistic things that are very difficult. Like I'm very grateful for the, you know, what I have with her now, but it's just, yeah. Like, it's just not the same. I pray that one day she'll get some sort of justice that she deserves or that resort will not be open anymore because I feel like there's a lot of like bad stuff that goes on, like scary stuff that goes on in that resort. And that's why it happened. And I just like that Mexico is just a really scary place. So I just advise people to just be careful when they go down there. And it's just not like a lot of those stories. There were some stories from even the Dominican Republic too. Like, it's just really scary to be, you know, to go to other countries in general where they're not very fond of Americans. I feel like that's just, and it's it's sad and unfortunate because not like it's sad that they have such a stereotypical view of us that they just want to hurt us or kill us because of something that we have no control over, but it's just being smart. And I mean, she was with her family. Like it wasn't even like it was a friend vacation, you know, like they got her being with her family. So it's just kind of a PSA to be careful. Um, me personally, I will never ever be going to Mexico unless I am doing some investigating, (laughs) which, um, yeah, I don't know. If you have any questions for me, um, like regarding signs and stuff, or like you want to communicate with your own angels, please reach out. I, that's what I'm here for. I have clearly like such a strong connection with my own angels. I would love to like help other people if that's what they want to do too, is like build their connection with theirs. And, or if you have your own cool ghost experiences, spirit experiences, um, animals that you see that you really think are related to, you know, your spirits, um, or anything in general, I DM me, reach out. I would love to hear it. Um, I link all my social media in the description, and I have also my email listed, so you can email me too. Um, But yeah, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. I um, doubt that this is gonna be my last time talking about this. So um, yeah, if there's anything I missed, I will cover it again. But I'm just really grateful to have all of you guys um, to be here to listen. And I know that, you know, keep spreading the story, keep talking about her, keep her alive. Just because you pass away here on this earth doesn't mean that, you know, they're always with us. And that's a really cool thing. Like when you learn more about the spirit world and stuff is that it's not, this is far from the end. You know, this isn't just, you just, it's not there's just not, it's not nothing when you pass away. Like there's definitely something and it's just really cool to have that like validation um, because I'm able to have that connection with her even now, even four years down the road. So it's really awesome. So like I said, thank you for tuning in to this two part series. Um, Like I said, I probably will talk more and more um, about this stuff if I get like, when I get questions and stuff and I can make more episodes about it. So yeah, Um, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys have an amazing week. I love you all so much. Have a beautiful week. I love you guys. Bye.